1: Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939.
0: Shop now at DietzandWatson.com slash the right way.
1: That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. (laughs) And I'm Matthew, taking it. Big drink of water.
0: <laughs> and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we are completely professional after 13 and a half years of doing it.
1: It took us a while to get here, but we've, we've just uh, like uh, received our professional certification from the uh, International Podcasting Standards Board.
0: Mm-hmm, that's um, right.
1: Like mine mine is up on my wall behind me here. I, I got it. I got it framed at the frame mm. shop. It says uh, Matthew Amsterburton, <laughs> real deal, podcasting professional. <laughs> Not a joke.
0: Yeah, uh, me too. That's exactly what mine says, too.
1: Why does yours have my name on it? Um, (laughs) Dad jokes.
0: God, that was perfect.
1: Oh, oh, uh, this just in. I've just been certified by the International Dad Jokes Certification (laughs) Agency. They gave um, me like 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 the top top level certification.
0: Well, you've had a lot of years of dadding to That's to get true. really good.
1: And They've been tracking me the whole way like in a in a really like creepy way.
0: okay. well, you know, you know what they probably know about you is that you love French bread pizza. That's true. That is the topic of today's episode.
1: I really do. And this episode uh, was suggested by a friend of the show, Watzel.
0: A friend of the show, Watson. Wow. What kind of friend?
1: I mean, yeah, like a friend of the show with benefits. Is a that fr- what you're getting at? Yeah,
0: yeah. Do you mean like like you get your benefits through Watzel?
1: That's 100% true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: Okay. Well, anyway, so uh, thank you to Wife of the Show, Lori, aka Watson, for suggesting today's episode, which is French bread pizza, which I would like to say up front, I did the research for, and I've got a lot of questions.
1: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I I don't think I can necessarily answer them, but uh, I'll do my best. Like, I don't I mean, this is a thing where you like put pizza toppings on French bread. I don't know that it has like, you know, a venerable history, but maybe it does.
0: No, no. But here's where I want to start. So, yeah. Well, let's start on memory lane. Hold I was on. just going to say. Matthew, you go first.
1: Okay. I remember my first, maybe my first French bread pizza experience, but certainly like the one I remember first was walking down to Pizza Express in uh in portland which was the like local non-chain pizza place closest to my house and uh, they had a french bread pizza lunch special which was big a big french bread pizza with two toppings like for one like one hungry teenager size serving for a dollar (laughs) 99
0: let's remind the listener what year this was this it was 1912
1: this yeah the year the year was 1912 (laughs) i had just arrived uh on the titanic (laughs) where everything went great um I met uh, some some You'd great friends there. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, uh, like uh, this this guy Jack, um, uh, <laughs> Billy Zane, etc. I took the Oregon Trail from from uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the iceberg to Portland. <laughs> um, I uh, did some did some hunting along the way, forded some rivers, uh, and uh, then I went to Pizza Express. And it really would have been like nineteen. 19- 88, 87, okay. probably. Okay. okay. The $2 pizza age.
0: Okay. And then what happened after that? <laughs> no, no, but I mean, like, how did we get from 1988 at Pizza Express to... Uh, the, the present day,
1: <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I think then, uh, like I, I like sometimes I kind of sort of forgot about French bread pizza. Like I, I like would I still make English muffin pizzas sometimes, but then like. During the like 2020 era of the pandemic, when we were doing a lot of grocery orders, like Stouffer's French bread pizza became like a really important freezer item for us. Just like, you know, that if we felt like if there were a couple of those in the freezer, like it, things were, might be OK for the next couple of days.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: December and I would, would eat those for lunch a couple times a week.
0: Here's where the big questions come in, Matthew. Oh, okay, yes. Just that when I sat down to start researching this, I realized that, so I had the phrase Stouffer's French Bread Pizza in my head. Of course. What I was imagining was Pepperidge Farm French Bread Pizza. Oh. Didn't Pepperidge Farm used to make a French Bread Pizza? I'm sure they
1: did. It seems like they would have. And there's also Red Baron frozen French bread pizza, which I've gotten sometimes that's not not as good as Stouffer's, but it's fine.
0: Well, so I remember on my memory lane having Pepperidge Farm French bread pizza. I remember the white package and I was able to find on like Google images, like old packaging, what looked like the back of a Pepperidge Farm French bread pizza package. It looks like this may
1: no longer exist.
0: It does not exist anymore. I'm not even sure if Pepperidge Farm sells anything in the frozen section anymore. They
1: do. They sell like like Texas like like Texas toast garlic bread in the freezer, that sort of thing.
0: Okay. Well, so you know, yeah, I realize that the phrase Stouffer's French bread pizza it is synonymous with French bread pizza. Yeah, but it as is. I was researching this, it occurred to me that my memory. Is of Pepperidge Farm, and I would say that for me, my memory lane of this food product is as much about the food product itself as it is about the packaging, because there's oh, always sure. that little like cardstock boat that it comes yes. in that is foil on one side, right?
1: Right. Right. For, is that is that like for microwaving?
0: Maybe. God, we we are extremely well-prepared for this. No, it's fine. So uh, all this to say, I think that French bread pizza, when it first hit the frozen food, fruit, Frozen section. frozen
1: fruit, <laughs> fruit f- um, fraction. Yeah,
0: I I think there were more brands, and now really yeah. it seems like Stouffer's has cornered the market. Uh, albeit there are other ones too. Let's make this. But, let's
1: make this a uh, uh, an episode about like uh, corporate consolidation and mergers in the French bread pizza industry. Well, so, focus you, on something we really know a lot about.
0: You know that one thing I specialize in is corporate history, and unfortunately, uh, Stouffer's. So this one is really boring. Was so. Boring. Boring.
1: The only thing I found that I thought was funny was that they started out as a stand up milk counter. Did you encounter
0: this? I did not encounter the stand up milk counter like
1: a, like a chain of like stand up milk restaurants. Can you imagine?
0: Is it is it cuz like you would you would get milk like on the go? Like you were like, "Ooh, I am thirsty. I I don't have time to stop, but I need a tall glass of milk."
1: I guess so. I mean, this sounds ridiculous to me today, and yet, like if someone opened one in, you know, Williamsburg and it was like, you know, grass-fed milk from so and so's farm, that wouldn't surprise me.
0: Didn't you tell me about some place <laughs> in Tokyo that had a I, milk tasting? Yes,
1: I recently went to a place in Tokyo that had a milk tasting. So there I guess I guess a milk bar is a totally normal thing.
0: There we go. Okay, hold on. So what I want to say is that this episode is also not only is it not going to have a lot of corporate history, but it is going to have a lot of friend of the show uh, knowledge. Okay, yeah. Kenji Lopez-Alt. OK, great. Because our friend of the show, J. Kenji Lopez-Alt, wrote a, a piece and a recipe on French bread pizza on Serious Eats in 2013. As always, it said pretty much everything I ever wanted to know.
1: This is great. I didn't know about this at all. It doesn't surprise me because like right now as we're recording this, uh, the thing that Kenji is currently famous for is, uh, is his article on Chicago thin crust bar pizza. And so like, you know eventually eventually maybe kenji's going to run out of of pizzas to exhaustively document and and make the perfect recipe for but probably not for a while longer
0: so yeah we'll link to his his piece and his recipe for french bread pizza on serious eats but it really reading it was the first time it occurred to me that this was something people make at home and not just like a frozen thing yeah. like when we talked about making this episode i was thinking of the frozen fruit oh i absolutely was well, the frozen was, fruit too. item yes. i'm just going to say it that way from now on
1: <laughs> no, we were we were definitely thinking of the fruit. You could just call it fruit for short. We know what you mean.
0: Is this something you would ever make at home? Have you ever just made this at home? I don't think I have.
1: I've made I've made garlic bread, which I feel like is sort of in the same family, sure, sure, um, and like you know uses the same kind of like not too rustic bread, ideally.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know the draw behind French bread pizza. I was at just gonna home. ask,
1: like what's the point of French bread pizza?
0: Well the point is you don't have to start with a a dough, right? Yeah. You could start with something as simple and as cheap as a supermarket loaf of quote French bread, which is right. what Kenji recommends on Serious Eats, because a real baguette Real in quotes has a uh, kind of a more open and airy crumb structure, so, and so the, the stuff sauce would, would dribble there. down to the
1: bottom. Gross,
0: <laughs> and also like it's uh, it, it tends to get a little like tough when you bake it. Anyway, supermarket soft French bread is the perfect vehicle for making French bread pizza at home for its texture, its crumb structure, etc., and it's cheap. And I mean, think about it; you don't have to like start earlier in the day with a packet of yeast, nor do you have to do the whole business of maybe buying pre-made dough and shaping it and rolling it and tossing it and whatever.
1: So, I mean, that's the case for homemade French bread pizza. Like, I want to make the case for frozen French bread pizza, because obviously you can get like a small frozen regular pizza and not have to think about all of those things. So why would you choose a French bread pizza? Like, it's the crispiness and it's sort of the like one handed format that just feels like lunch.
0: So I hadn't thought of these things in years, Matthew, until you and I were taping an episode. Uh, God, I, it could be the better part of a decade ago now. Oh, sure. And we were over at your house and you served what I could swear in memory was a Pepperidge Farm French bread pizza, but no, was it was probably a Stouffer's French bread pizza. I got pizza. it at the milk bar. And, <laughs> and it was the first one I'd eaten since I was like a kid or a teenager. And it was so delicious. You and I shared one as like a late morning snack.
1: That sounds right.
0: It has, as you just pointed out. <laughs> is
1: it possible but, we did that because we, this is our second French bread pizza <laughs> episode and we did a previous one in like 2012? Uh,
0: it's possible, but okay, no. that's I, fine. I think it's that you just happen to have some around for lunch. And yeah. anyway, but what I was going to say is, uh, you know, we've talked a lot on this show about Celeste pizza for one. Oh yeah. Okay. And French bread pizza has a way better texture i think than other like single serving frozen pizza. Oh yeah, on I mean for
1: one thing unlike Celeste Pizza for one it doesn't like form a cheesy layer that won't come off your teeth.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay, so let's talk about where this stuff comes from, where this idea might have come from.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, I don't know anything about this.
0: So looking at Kenji's piece on Serious Eats, which again, we'll link to, led me to an even older Serious Eats piece by Adam Cuban. Yeah. Am I pronouncing his name right, Matthew? I think so. That piece is a narrative piece without a recipe. It's about something called The Hot Truck, which is a food truck at Cornell University in Ithaca, New York.
1: In, like, what era?
0: You know what? I should look up this piece. Hold on. Let's let's look up the piece, because at least well, it, at says, the,
1: it says it they, says they invented the poor man's pizza in 1960. So this must have been like the 50s.
0: Except that, I mean, Adam Cuban was still able to go there at the time that this article was originally published.
1: Well, I mean, there are long running trucks. Well, sure. Sure. You know, you got to You got to like uh, you give it a tune up once in a while. <laughs> change the oil.
0: There's this place called the Hot Truck at Cornell. What they were known for are their pizza subs. Okay. Uh, if if you live in Ithaca, you can like let us know. Perhaps on our our Reddit or by writing into the show. You can let us know if you've ever been to the hot truck. You
1: know something that may or may not be interesting? When you said pizza subs, like a part of me awakened that like when I was like in my 20s, I would have thought like a pizza sub is like one of the best foods and like I want one right now. And like now I kind of don't care about this idea anymore. Like I would still I would still happily eat one, but it doesn't it doesn't like have the same give me the same kind of urge. But and yet that that like part of me still
0: still is like mm, pizza sub. I get that. I mean, I feel like this is kind of the ultimate college campus food, right? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. You know, this is like the equivalent of going to the, the one dining hall that's open at 3 a.m. to yeah. get your shitty pizza, except this is a pizza sub mm-hmm. at the hot truck. So uh, here's what Adam Cuban wrote about a hot truck. Okay. If you've ever eaten a Stouffer's French bread pizza, you owe it to the hot truck. It's said that Stouffer's copied the idea after a Cornell alumnus asked the company to make a frozen version of what hot truck founder Bob Petrolos called the poor man's pizza, a.k.a. a PMP.
1: Are you down with PMP?
0: I am. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's good. Good. That's how the song goes. (laughs) You down with OPP? You know what? Yeah, I am. Thanks for asking.
0: I'm fine with PMP. Uh, Petrolose. How do you think I should pronounce it? I I like
1: Petrolose. It sounds, it sounds
0: it, like it's related to cellulose or sucrose or.
1: Uh-huh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Anyway, this is the, the hot so truck So, Cordell
1: students synthesized petrolose in the chemistry lab.
0: <laughs> no, no. Uh,
1: and it Bob, became sentient and made a pizza sub.
0: Bob Petrolose was the hot truck founder. Okay. <laughs> so, he invented the PMP in 1960 when he noticed cash strapped college kids more often ordered slices of pizza <laughs> than whole pies. That's a, from his what a, from his family's pizzeria.
1: What a what a shrewd deduction!
0: Wow! <laughs> if all he had to do was reheat the product, why not take the show on the road and park where the market was? Oh, this that's, is just like the story
1: of uh, soft serve.
0: That's right. My ice cream is melting. Let's go sell soft ice cream where the people are. Yep. So in this case, it was cash strapped college kids like to buy slices. Let's Let's, take the slices to the kids. Mm -hmm. All right. The PM, it still doesn't explain like why this is the poor man's pizza. Like why isn't he just serving a slice? Well, I think,
1: I think it's just kind of like more convenient. It's probably, it's probably easier to make in the truck for one thing. And also like, you know, it's more convenient to eat while walking across campus.
0: Sure, sure. Petrolos retired and sold the truck to his longtime friend and shortstop deli owner, Albert Smith, in 2000. That is a long run. Good job, Petrolos. The PMP and its several variations, which make for an alphabet soup of a menu, are simple in concept. A third of a loaf of light, airy, Ithaca bakery French bread is halved horizontally, spread with a generous amount of pizza sauce and mozzarella, and baked open face until the bread is satisfyingly crisp, then folded over to make the whole thing easily portable permutations include and this is the, the, the fun part the WGC, the wet garlic cheese. Really the, people want to order a sandwich okay Garlic cheese. The MBC meatball cheese. okay The TMBC triple meatball cheese and an extravaganza known as a Suey short for suicide garlic French bread <laughs> loaded with sauce <laughs> mushrooms, sausage pepperoni and mozzarella.
1: Okay, End I mean that sound, does sound pretty good.
0: Yeah. So anyway, Matthew, would you have gone for this one—the the suicide garlic French bread with the extra sauce, mushrooms, so- sausage, pepperoni, and mozzarella? No, because you don't. You wouldn't have eaten the mushrooms, would you? I love mushrooms. I love mushrooms on pizza. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> <laughs> uh-
1: <laughs> i'm I'm your friend jack from the titanic much like i love i love mushrooms i love french girls come
0: come hold on to this this board i'm floating on
1: (laughs) oh i i think you're gonna say come hold on to the front of this truck with me and we'll be and say i'm the king of the world
0: (laughs) okay put your arms around me and let's drive this truck to the edge of of the sea
1: I feel like if there was one that was like just the pepperoni, that's probably the one. Which I'm sure there was. That's probably the one I would have gone. I for. think that
0: one is called the the J P- the J T P the just the pepperoni.
1: Okay, yeah. <laughs> gonna, they're gonna say it's called the PMRC. What's that? <laughs> it was it was uh, Tipper Tipper Gore's like explicit lyrics organization. <laughs> The PMRC, the Parents Music Research Council, maybe. Mm. This was a, a really dumb time in American history. Anyway, <laughs> unlike, so Matthew- unlike our current moment, which is a very <laughs> smart a time, smart time, full of smart yeah. people.
0: That's right. Okay, Matthew. So hold on, we are going to bring this episode uh, to, <laughs> to some sort of <laughs> to some sort of closure. Okay, Matthew. So would you ever make French bread pizza from scratch at home, like the way that Kenji describes, or you know? In the spirit of the hot truck, or are you just pretty much devoted to the f- the frozen version?
1: That's a really good question. I want to synthesize petrolose at home, but like <laughs> realistically, no, I'm not going to make it because I, I already make like a couple of different kinds of regular pizza at home, and I'm kind of set in yeah. my ways on that. Yeah, I can. And I can get a Stouffer's French bread pizza and it's going to be tasty.
0: Yeah. I have to say I did feel French bread curious after reading. Kenji's recipe. I mean, I I started out reading it and was like, no way I'm going to make this. And then by the time I got to like the part where he puts like a garlic butter on it, which Mm. helps amp up the crustiness and ward off sogginess, I was a little bit starting to write crappy French bread on my grocery okay, list. Okay, yeah,
1: and like I do, like, do you find, like, when you're in the deli section at the supermarket and they, like, put out, like, the hot, fresh baked French bread, it, it's pretty alluring, right?
0: I have to say, Matthew, that I don't go to my local Safeway or QFC. My local Safeway is...
1: Is is the most depressing Safeway is in Is the most yes.
0: de- depressing Safeway in Seattle. And the QFC near me I don't think is very good.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: I don't go to any grocery stores where there's like fresh baked bread the
1: Safeway near me is 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 pretty good and like I do I do buy the French bread sometimes usually for making garlic bread but also like it's so soft and fluffy that like I have this urge to squish it in the supermarket and and get like arrested
0: (laughs) did you ever do stuff like that as a kid like just go no
1: No? I I was a goody goody kid
0: oh I was a goody goody kid too but occasionally like I mean, I can think of maybe one or two occasions where with a particularly good friend, we would kind of like lose our minds somewhere and do something like extravagantly bad. Mm, Okay. And and then never again. And I'm pretty sure that we like assaulted a bunch of loaves of bread. And I do remember, oh, Matthew, I've got a story for you. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's hear it.
0: I'm not going to say the friend I was with, no, uh, but our not. families were together. It was it was me and my parents and this friend and her parents. And we were in Tulsa, Oklahoma at a restaurant that our families really liked. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we were all doing there together. But anyway, this was like a moderately nice restaurant. Like you go in, you sit down, you have a <laughs> sounds, meal. It sounds super <laughs> nicer than any
1: restaurant <laughs> I've ever gone to already.
0: Well, no, sit no. down no, it, like
1: at a table?
0: Well, no, but it was it was like it wasn't like counter service. Right. It was like full on. Like waiter Sit down situation. restaurant. Yeah. With full yep. on waiters. My friend and I went to the bathroom together and it was a single, a single, a ba- single holer, right? Sure. So we went in and is we the, Wait, is that a,
1: is that a phrase?
0: A one holer.
1: Wow. I've never heard that before. I like- it. Oh really? No. My mom
0: uses that. Okay. So anyway, it was a one holer. We went in together and for whatever reason- And neither one of us were kids to do this kind of thing. But basically, we lost our minds and TP'd the inside of the bathroom.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, just behaved so badly. Like, if there was a stack of paper towels, we took it and we scattered it, like, everywhere. And we did dumb shit, like, all over the inside of the bathroom. And then we went and sat back down at the table and a few minutes later, our server came over and tried to like gently let our parents Ooh, know no. that we had done this, and we denied it to our parents. Of course, and our parents stuck up for us. And to Ooh, this day, no. to this day, I don't think our parents know this. Doesn't your we mom listen that. to this show? I don't think she. Okay, thank anymore. God. But yeah, I still remember it. Like that was like a hot burning shame and like a real, a real experiment for me. And like, oh, sure. can I yeah, can no, I, I do it. this, this evil thing, but I'm pretty sure I've also done things like go and squeeze loaves of French bread or try on mountains of heinous clothing that I had no intention of buying or you never did shit like that when you were like in middle school. I mean, I think trying,
1: trying on clothing that, that you're not planning to buy is, is not, it's not a crime. <laughs> Um, well no
0: but but for the purposes of like entertaining yourself and your friends
1: oh that doesn't sound entertaining to (laughs) and um i i remember i have a vivid memory of like one time when i was in high school a friend suggesting that we go shoplift from the gap and like i was like oh no do i have to like go along with this i'm like yeah let's do something else and luckily we did something else
0: oh man so you've never shoplifted No. Oh, wow.
1: Uh, Is that true? I think I once like shoplifted apart from Radio Shack when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And that's why they went out of business. I mean, I I love that between between the two of us, you've shoplifted apart from Radio Shack, and I shoplifted some keychains and calligraphy pens from Hallmark.
1: This this all tracks, yeah.
0: This really tracks. Okay, all right, Matthew. I'm sorry. How on earth did we get here?
1: I don't know. I don't remember I don't know at all either. Um, oh, because uh, I talked about assaulting bread at the at the supermarket.
0: Oh, sure, sure. Anyway, so yeah, you find yourself like. Irretrievably drawn to the freshly yeah. baked French bread at Safeway.
1: Mm-hmm. You ever kill a man? No. Okay. No.
0: Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to say that I am curious about about French bread pizza these days is people uh, are using their air fryers to cook it. That makes Again, sense. You and I speculated, I think, on the last episode <laughs> I mean, yeah, on we what we know. thought <laughs> what we thought an air fryer was. I mean, this sounds good to me. Sure. Yeah.
1: Like make yeah. it even 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 crispier.
0: Yeah, sounds good. Oh, Matthew, you wrote, wow, I would not microwave this. No. You wouldn't microwave it? No. Oh, yeah. If I if I bought a Stouffer's French bread pizza, I would full on assume that the proper way to cook it is in the microwave.
1: I mean, I think it probably says like recommended, like, you know, conventional oven recommended. I feel that like seems it was too slow. Then. I feel what like it, the would point get, of frozen it would get like, food? you know, soggy slash chewy.
0: I think my, okay, I'm realizing something here. I think that my understanding of frozen food is that it is meant (laughs) to not only be convenient, but also be really fast. Yeah, I get that. So I am absolutely right there with you, Matthew. It makes sense to me why we would never want to microwave a pizza. You would always want to put it in the oven. But I think of it as a convenience food. So therefore...
1: It's probably fine. I mean, to be honest, like they, they have like, you know, engineered it to within an inch of its life and it probably microwaves quite well. I'm still going to keep putting it in the conventional oven because I'm set in my ways. No, I think,
0: yeah, I think that's it's good. something I
1: often eat like while working. So like I'll, I'll like, you know, pop it in the oven. I'll continue working for half an, hour, half an hour while it bakes. Then I'll take it out and burn my tongue on it.
0: Uh, no, I, I like that. I appreciate the reminder that these that frozen foods don't have to be about instant gratification. They can also be about like just having a decent meal that you didn't have to cook yeah, yourself. A, that's
1: something we all need to remind ourselves of from yes. time to time. <laughs> stop and stop and smell the frozen pizza. That's right. One other thing that I wanted to mention that uh, is, like, French bread pizza adjacent. Uh, Mm -hmm. Are you familiar with the concept of pizza toast in Japan?
0: No. I'm going to admit that
1: it is something that I have never tried, but I'm sure I will at some point. So, like, after World War II, like, in the 50s, pizza became available in Japan, but, like, as a luxury food that you would, like, get at a nice restaurant that was quite expensive and, like, out of reach of of average people. But people, like, knew about it and wanted to try it. So, in... uh, Okay. 1964, 1964, an enterprising coffee shop owner created Pizza Toast, and it became a huge hit. And it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a slice of shokupan that is topped with pizza toppings and toasted. And you can still get it at a large proportion of Japanese coffee shops today. I've never tried it. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm very interested. I mean, I yeah. think that part of... For me, what I love about shokupan is, you know, the texture of that crumb, and I can't quite picture how that might hold up under the moisture of some sauce.
1: Yeah, like when I was in but... Tokyo recently, I got uh, two times at a, at Monoma Cafe. I got uh, the uh, open face croque monsieur bacon mushroom toast, which uh-huh. uh, was, was like, you know, it's clearly like kind of inspired by the same thing, and held up really well. Like it was a terrific mm. toast. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try some pizza toast next time.
0: Great. All right, Matthew, we need these listeners these listeners here Which, to send us oh, some yeah. spilled mail. The mailbag is dry at the moment. That's um, true. Is yeah, a mailbag we need... wet if it has <laughs> it's, mail in it's, uh,
1: it? It's a wet, wet garlic cheese. We need to fill our mailbag with wet garlic cheese <laughs> okay. and, and strain it.
0: <laughs> send us some mail, everybody, um, yeah. because we love your mail.
1: <laughs> We've been using our mailbag lately to make uh, Greek yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh yeah. Okay, Matthew, what's your snacking? Hey, what you
1: snacking? You gotta tell me what you're snacking, or I'll release the kraken. So what you snacking? It's Fritos again, but it's a different flavor of Fritos that I didn't know existed. Did you know that there's barbecue Fritos?
0: No, but that seems logical. It
1: does seem logical, but I'd never seen them before until I found them at Safeway the other day. And uh, Watzel claims that they are better than the chili cheese Fritos that I mentioned possibly last week. I don't know if I would say they're better, but they're an excellent barbecue chip. And this episode is not sponsored by Fritos, but Fritos, feel free to get in touch.
0: Excellent. I would like to use my time on Whatcha Snackin' to uh, to just, you know, uh, send up a word of praise for Jif Natural. Okay. Yeah. So I've gone through like many different brand loyalties in my lifetime of eating and loving peanut butter. Like as a kid, I grew up on Peter Pan. Then as a young adult, I was like, oh, I should use the kind that you have to stir. And oh, yeah. I like was into, the- like, Adams Adams. Yep. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, you know, I think it was sometime after Brandon and I split up because he is very much like a natural peanut butter kind of guy. Yeah. And I discovered post divorce. This is the kind of thing divorce is good for. I discovered mm-hmm. what kind of peanut butter person I really am. And which is which I, is an
1: emulsified peanut butter person. I
0: am an emulsified peanut butter person. Life is too short for me to eat peanut butter that is not properly salted and slightly sweetened if needed. I am a huge fan of Jif Natural. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's slightly less candy-like. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> than I, some I, I buy the other. regular
1: Jif creamy, but it is very candy-like.
0: Yeah, Jif Natural, I think, is if you haven't had regular Jif in a while, Jif Natural will come to taste exactly like regular old peanut butter. Yeah. Anyway, Jif Natural is delicious. I eat so much of it, literally. My entire family eats so much Jif Natural Peanut Butter, and I would like to thank them for keeping us alive.
1: When you snack on it, do you do you just like go into the jar with a spoon or knife?
0: So, yeah, I right now. So right now we have a big jar Mm -hmm. and uh, I'm going in with the spoon and it's usually like around three in the morning or so. It's like when Mm -hmm. I'm when I'm doing the shift handoff with Ash with the baby. However, when we get further into the jar, I'm going to use a knife and then use the knife to kind of scrape peanut butter into the spoon because okay, yeah, I yeah. don't like, I don't like to get peanut butter on the back side of the spoon. And when you get further down in the jar, it's like harder to get it out with a spoon. And I, it, I have to make a lot of aesthetic choices. I don't like and- to get
1: peanut butter on my backside either. <laughs> I I always just go in with the, we've talked about this before, but I just go, go in, in with, with, the, with knife. the knife and just lick it off the knife. Very satisfying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like it. Inevitably, there's a little peanut butter around the lip of the jar and it gets kind of like on the oh, handle I of the it, knife. I, I don't mean. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That bothers me. Oh God. There Anyway. Yeah. Life but is Jif Natural. Jif Natural. Thank you for being you.
1: Thanks for keeping it natural.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matthew, do you have a now, but wow.
1: I do. This is a book that I finished last night. Uh, it is uh, middle grade fiction and it's called The Not-So-Uniform Life of Holly May by Christine Matula. And uh, it's about Holly May, who is a, a middle schooler in Toronto. And one night her mom announces that uh, she's gotten a promotion and the whole family will be moving to Hong Kong for two years. And so like you have probably read this kind of uh, of middle grade or YA book before where like a kid gets uprooted and to possibly like, uh, you know, their ancestral homeland. And what makes this one a little different is that Holly Mae is, first of all, um, her, uh, her mom's side of the family is Taiwanese-Canadian and her dad's side of the family is white. So there is there is that uh, kind of bit of uh, cultural navigation. And also they're going to Hong Kong, which is not Taiwan. So it's not like they're, you know, returning to like, uh, you know, where where her family comes from. They're going to a different part of of the Chinese speaking world. And she has to navigate that experience with, you know, link with uh, like uh, linguistic difference also, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that she's she has like been studying Mandarin, but they speak Cantonese in uh, in Mm. Hong Kong. I've been to Hong Kong a couple of times. Uh, I love it there. And uh, like it really, you know. Brings the city to life. There's a lot of food, and uh, my favorite kind of character is uh, one that uh, like makes uh, realistic mistakes instead of being perfect.
0: Delightful, Matthew. Would you tell us again the name of the book?
1: The Not So Uniform Life of Holly May by Christine Matula. Oh, and the uh, sequel is coming out next month.
0: Ooh, or actually, okay. uh, if
1: this is April, it's coming out this month. It may be out by the time by the time you hear this.
0: Fantastic. Well. Our producer is Abby Circatella. And you know, Matthew, I just want to mention, so Abby has been working with us for a very long time. We would be lost without Abby.
1: Oh yeah, like the Titanic.
0: I don't know if our listeners know that Abby works for other podcasts too. As a podcast producer and editor, Abby also works with writers as a fiction development editor. So everybody out there, you should hire Abby. She can make you sound as good as she makes us sound.
1: Yes. Let me find her website here. It's Abigailcircatella.com.
0: And seriously, we cannot recommend Abby highly enough.
1: Yeah. If you are, if you have like a novel manuscript that you know needs some help and you don't know what to do with it, send it over to Abby. She'll know what to do with it. She's real good at it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or if you're thinking of starting a podcast, there is no no one better you could hire.
0: All right. You can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Uh, you can uh, hang out with other people who listen to the show at uh, every... Everything Spilled Milk.
0: And you can talk about. I don't know. Maybe you know what happened to to Pepperidge Farm French bread
1: pizza. Yeah. D- what if it never existed and it's and it's like a Mandela effect thing?
0: <laughs> What's the Mandela effect?
1: Uh, the Mandela effect is like a thing that people on the internet were talking about like a few years ago where some people believe that Nelson Mandela died in jail and they have like a really uh, vivid memory of this, even though it didn't happen. And then the other examples are that uh, people remember the Berenstain Bears being spelled two different ways and people remember their... Uh, Uh, Being a a movie uh, like that Sinbad made a movie where he was a genie, but he didn't.
0: You know, I remember <laughs> this was, that I...
1: If you're not familiar with this concept, everything I said was just like a load of garbage.
0: I remember that I became a billionaire last year at the age of 43. Okay. And I just how? don't know why the whole world has not acknowledged it and given me my money. But I mean, like,
1: how, was, how did you how did you do it? Was it oil? Was wait, Why
0: are you asking questions? It just happened to me.
1: Was it podcasting? And, yes, it and, was podcasting. And I didn't get my share? Shh.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's riding the hot truck <laughs> all, all along the Oregon Trail. <laughs> to finally get to our ancestral homeland.
1: I'm Matthew Amsterburton.
0: <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg.
1: Um, the, the show that, um, uh, I don't know, uh,
0: this episode, Matthew, dear God.